0: Hey there, I'm Brittany and welcome to the Cape Cod Church podcast. If you'd like to learn more about us, you can visit our website at capecodchurch.com. In the meantime, we hope you enjoy this message in our current series. Well, good morning. Happy Road Race Weekend. This is year 31 for me that I haven't been to the road race. I've got my record going. I'm the only one in my family that has managed to to escape that. So so this weekend, we're continuing in a series that we've sort of wrapped together called This Is The Way. And if you saw the notes or you saw it somewhere up there, um, this weekend is called Dance Party. And a lot of people have asked me, are you going to dance? So I just wanted to clear the air right up front and tell you, not on your life. Not a chance. No. Listen, I am am 54, and I made it all this way without ever dancing. My mama is proud of me. She was Plymouth Brethren. She raised me. I I just did not dance growing up. 54 years. And I just feel like I made it 54 years. I've, I've done pretty good. I can make it another 54. That's not how I feel about it. In fact, true true story. Uh, Tammy and I, recently, there were free dance lessons offered, and Tammy has for years been saying, we should do dance lessons. Not exactly in that voice, but don't tell her I did that. And so I'm like, hey, we should, let's go try this. And <laughs> it was It was uh, learn the cha-cha. Not a great way to start, people. Let me just let me just say that. Like I've done the wedding thing, Ah, you know, you just kind of—it's not really dancing. You're just kind of like moving back and forth to some kind of rhythm and hoping nobody notices you don't know what you're doing with your feet. But this was like step, 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 hip, step, 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 and. If this were a game of Survivor, Tammy and I would have been the first people voted off the island. That's, that's exactly, and we got about halfway done, and she's like, all right, let's get out of here. I'm like, no, 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 let's finish. She goes, no, we're leaving. I'm like, okay, we're leaving. So why call it uh, a dance party? Well, uh, I'd like to explain that, and to get there, I want to go to Scripture. But here's what I want to ask you to do. Just just walk with me, like go on a journey, and I'm going to get to the dance thing in a minute, but I want to start somewhere else to sort of set the stage. So I want to actually start in Genesis chapter 1. We're going to end up in in 2 Corinthians, but uh, Genesis chapter 1 is a good place for us to begin, uh, because it's the beginning, and it tells us how this all got started and what we're all about. Here's what it says in verse 27, one of the most significant verses in all of scripture. It says this, so God created human beings in his own image. So that simple phrase has loaded us up with the significance God intended you are made in God's image and so without belaboring the point this is where you get value and it's where you get your nature from it's it's where you get your your your, your deepest longings and craving and it's where you get your value your importance, your significance and and this is the the entirety of the uh, the the christian ideal about the dignity of human life and our efforts to preserve it at every stage along its journey are rooted in this verse that you have value because you are made in the image of God but there's something else about this significant it also means that you have God's nature the whole of the verse says in the image of God He created them male and female he created them like this is the idea that you have a nature something beating inside of you that bears the character nature and desire for God something about him is planted in you and it makes you who you are and it's why you want what you want that's important and one aspect of this is something uh, this This idea that there is one God in three distinct persons, this idea of of a triune God now now stay with me because this is this is significant and important. The idea of a triune god now th- this idea is is so hard for us to grasp. In fact, if you're sitting there and you think that the three in one is pretty easy and I think I've got it, you probably don't have it. Because it is enormously complex, right? To the point where we're very careful how we say it because if we slip off in one direction, we find ourselves in heresy. And we slip off in another direction, we find ourselves in a different kind of heresy. Like, Like it is one God who manifests himself in three distinct persons. Let me say it again. One God who manifests himself in three distinct persons. Now, you don't want to make the mistake of saying he's like three different personas or three different modes. Like like sometimes people will offer an illustration. God is like water. It can come in ice or liquid or smoke. No, 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 that's wrong. That's something called modalism, and it's heresy. It's the idea that this one God just has three different modes, or three different epochs. You know, there was an Old Testament era when he manifested himself one way, and a New Testament with Jesus where he manifested himself another way, and now through the Holy Spirit he manifests himself in a third way. No, no, no. Once again, modalism. There's another heresy we slip off the other way of uh, subordinationism, which is the idea that that Jesus is sort of a junior God. So wrestling with this idea of one God who manifests himself in three distinct persons is something that is written all over the New Testament. Let me read you. There are over 30 passages that, that refer to it this way. But let me read you a few of them. Matthew 28, 19 says, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. There we have that reference to all three parts of the triune God. 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14 famously says, May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. All three parts of the triune God. Ephesians 2.18 is another one. It says, now all of us can come to the Father through the same Holy Spirit because of what Christ has done for us. There's all three parts again. We see this occurring time and time and time again through the New Testament story. All three of these refer to co-equally as God. One God who manifests in three distinct persons. So the word we've come up with for this is Trinity. But admittedly, the word Trinity is not in Scripture. The word Trinity comes to us through a, a teacher named Tertullian about 200 A.D., But maybe one way to understand it, and uh, about 70 years ago, 80 years ago, something like that, C.S. Lewis, one of the most famous writers of our era, he was a literature professor at Oxford who had been an atheist and who came to faith in Christ and became one of our greatest apologists and, and writers who helped us to understand At a very human level, how God was at work in the world. And he used this interesting analogy for the Trinity. He said, The Trinity is like a dance, the Godhead in harmony, self sacrificial, other centered love, like a dance. So that's where it comes from. It's like a dance. Better than I dance and better than you dance. It is the Godhead. Three in one in perfect harmony. Now, what did I say all that for? Well, this is the essence of the image of God. So there is something about this this dance, this... Harmony with one another, this self sacrificial, other centered love that lives in harmony, that is a part of our DNA. It's like written into us. It's the idea that we were made for community, we were made for. Others. We were made to live our life in harmony with other people. At the deepest level, somewhere deep inside of us, there's a part of us that craves community, it craves harmony, it craves relationship and wanting to be with others. Other people, where does that come from? It comes from the image of God that is written deep inside of you the Trinity, the three in one that dances in harmony, self sacrificial, other centered love. This is part of how we are made. And it manifests itself in our nature with a longing to live in harmony with other people, to be in community. That's why we want relationships. Now, I know. Listen, sometimes you just want to be alone. Anybody? Yeah. Me too. I was wrestling with that when I was putting this together. Like, no, no, sometimes I just love my alone time. I just like, you know, get in my car, go for a long ride. I don't care. We're just a little bit like, we like to be alone, but we don't want to be lonely. Man, there's a difference. Sometimes I just crave a little me time, and deep down inside, though, I'm terrified, terrified of being Lonely. Hey, by the way, you want to test this out? Go on a cruise. <laughs> uh, 3,000 people on a ship. What could possibly go wrong? The buffet. That's what could go wrong, people. Everybody shows up at the same time. I'd never experienced that until we went on this cruise recently. We, you walk in and, and it's like you never I don't they don't have them anymore Remember the old country buffet it's like that on steroids right for like 3,000 people and you walk in and there's like there's like buffet lines of food everywhere and there's thousands of people mulling around and you get you get your plate which doesn't come with a tray and you're trying to holding a plate and a cup and then you're you're, you're walking around trying to find some place to sit And you're like, you just, and honestly, the first day it happened, I'm like, and I felt like I was back in junior high. You remember junior high? Man, I hated junior high. I just, I just needed somebody, anybody, right? You see a table for four and there's two people sitting there and they avoid your eyes. Don't say don't don't and there's this like like I'm a reasonably secure person. And I'm feeling like I'm 12 again. I mean, I was ready to put the food down and leave. Like, man, we're we're there's something inside of us that that craves this this connection, this relationship, this we're made for it Man. and Christ gives us the community of the church to satisfy that craving the community of a church body together is part of God's design for where that craving, that desire, that natural part of us that reflects the nature of God gets satisfied because it's where I can connect and build relationships in deep and meaningful ways. And it's why, as a church, we we invest so much in it. I guess if you're following an outline, it would say it's it's how. We dance, right, from the youngest age. In fact, most of our staff at Cape Cod Church are built around helping people to build relationship and connection. From our youngest areas in in the park, where uh, from just a few days old up to preschool, and and then they shift into kid's town for elementary years. And by the way, our children's programs are 40% above where they were a year ago we're just like i mean they're packed i love that i love that i love seeing you know kids come together in the relationships and the covid baby boom was a real thing apparently because there's a lot of babies around and how awesome is that it's why we invest in, in our youth, in teenagers, this last Tuesday, they had 112 teenagers together at the loft on Tuesday night. We love that. We love seeing these kids come together, build relationships, find community that shares their faith. Man, we're celebrating that as a church community. That's why three years ago, in the summer of 2020, we launched something for young adults I mean, young adults are, are craving community, but also it's often the hardest, the hardest group to help find it. There's all kinds of things pulling them in all kinds of directions. And all the statistics tell us that millennials and Gen Z, they've checked out. We have four, sometimes five small groups dedicated just to young adults. That group has grown so much over the last three years. We celebrate that because while all the news tells us they're checking out and they're leaving, we love seeing them come together and find a meaningful community. That's why we invest so much in small groups as a church community because really groups are are, are where community happens. See, we love rows. You're in rows right now. Rows are good. I love Sunday rows. But circles are better. Now that's not original with us, but it's so good we use it. Circles are better than rows. Circles are where community and relationship happens, and it's why, as a church, we invest so much effort and energy in helping people connect in groups where we sit around in circles or or ovals or squares or something like that. But you get the drift, where relationship and community happens. Let me read to you a verse um, that I think uh, goes, goes back to this and it's such a powerful verse. Uh, we read the last part of it um, a moment ago, Second Corinthians chapter 13. We read verse 14. Let me read. In fact, here's what I'm going to do. If you'd allow me, I'm going to read Scripture in reverse, which is an interesting thing. Every once in a while, if you read a passage of Scripture that is carrying an argument forward or it's trying to make a point going forward, sometimes what it will do is it will work towards a conclusion. Sometimes a healthy way to really let it stick in is to read it from end backwards to beginning. So let me, let me do that with you. Here's the verse we've already read. Second Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14. It says, May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ... The love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And so here's one of those pictures of the Trinity, the three parts of the Trinity appearing to us. And he says, listen, the the Godhead, the one God who manifests in three distinct persons, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. That's how he finishes his thought. But if you go back to verse 13, it says, all of God's people here send you their greetings. And so this is a a passage that's written from one group of people to another group of people. Verse 12 uh, famously says, greet each other with a sacred kiss. Thankfully, this tradition has passed along. It is no longer Part of what we do, you, you understand this that uh, some cultures some cultures still do this. They they greet each other with a sacred kiss or a kiss. They uh, this is uh, we we don't do it. So when we read it, we're like Ooh, weird. But if you've ever traveled, you know sometimes not not so weird. Like some places in South America, I was reading to Colombia. They, they greet you with uh, with a kiss, one kiss. But some places. Some places do two kisses. Right? I read Spain is one of those places. I don't know if maybe I've been in Spain and gotten two kisses, but maybe I guess that's one cheek each. And some places, some places do three. <laughs> too much, too much. Like I read Belgium I've actually been to Belgium and nobody tried to kiss me once, twice, or three times and I'm sort of grateful for it Like I, <laughs> I'm a hugs and handshake guy well, I got you handshake, we're good, we're good but you get the point here it's, it's, it, it, it's a, 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 a verse that represents that there's a relationship together now here's, here's where it all starts because back in verse 11 he lays the groundwork and this is what I want to get to it says dear brothers and sisters I close my letter with these last words and so here it is this is important this is what I want you to do don't miss this be joyful grow to maturity encourage each other live in harmony and peace that's a separate thought Live in harmony and peace. This is is what I want you to do. This is what will mark your community. Live in harmony and peace. But he gives these these three distinct things that we can follow. Be joyful, grow to maturity, encourage each other. Be joyful, grow to maturity, encourage each other. Be joyful, grow to maturity. I, I love this because I think... I think in many ways, groups, these, these circles, which many of the early churches were, 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 were small house churches that would have would have practiced this just by default, naturally. Be joyful, grow to maturity, encourage one another. Be joyful. Grow to maturity. Encourage one another. But this is a this is a passage that's collective. Be joyful. I want you to, I, I want you to enjoy. Let's not overcomplicate this. I want you to enjoy being together. Be together. I want you to enjoy being together. You, You see, one of the most foundational aspects of following Jesus is learning to love people. People who aren't just like you. I mean, this is what it looks like to follow after Jesus, learning to living, and Jesus modeled this. Like, have you ever just gone back and looked at who Jesus asked to be his followers? When he's building his first small group and he invites 12 people, none of them his own family. His family would come later, but at the beginning, it's like, no, no, you can't come. You're not part of my small group. Where does he go? He goes, he he invites a bunch of fishermen. That's where he starts. Like a bunch of fishing guys. And then, and then it's a, there there's some of them we almost know nothing about, and then there's some we're like, like Matthew, remember Matthew? That was a, he was a, a Levi, a tax collector, who nobody liked. Fishermen, businessmen certainly didn't like the tax collector, but Jesus holds a party at his house and then asks him. He says, "Like you should, follow. you should be one of my disciples." And then uh, watch this. You, you may have heard it. one of the other disciples was a guy named Simon the Zealot. So, so watch this. A zealot was a. Uh, It was sort of a political zealot. A a person who was just like... There there was a a political class called the zealots. And the thing they hated most was Rome and Roman taxation. Okay, so did you see what Jesus did? Hey, we're going to have a small group. Guys, watch this. Matthew, you should come here. Simon. In the same room following together. You see, part of what it looks like to follow Jesus, and one of the beautiful things that happens in a group is that we meet people who don't look exactly like us. They come from different economic stories, different neighborhoods, different races, different experiences, different different beliefs, different struggles, and sometimes we come up against that, and it just feels awkward. And I think it's part of what Jesus wants. Be joyful. Grow to maturity it says grow to maturity see see this is what happens in groups and something powerful happens in a group in a group we go from believing something to talking about how we behave this this is this is profound I've been a part of a small group for 15 years now same group some of the people are the same people we've we've had people who've passed away and we've had weddings and we've celebrated together and we've grieved together and and the truth is, we've, we've grown together. My group meets on, on Wednesday nights. Uh, kind of follows the school year calendar. And I do most of my message prep. My, my first message prep every week is done on Wednesday. And so Wednesday night, when I get there, I've sort of got like what I'm going to be talking about in mind. And I can't tell you how many times I've sat around that circle with people who I know and trust, and I found myself talking about what Sunday was going to be about and working out in conversation what it looks like to live these things out hearing people's reactions hearing people's struggles hearing people's disbelief hearing people's oh i can't are you kidding me right you see something in groups helps us to grow to maturity we we talk it out we work it out and it goes from belief to behavior it's powerful and then finally it 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 says encourage one another And this isn't like, hey, come on, give them a good speech. Come on, come on, buck it up. You can do it, you can do it. You are amazing. That's, that's not what, I don't think that's what it's talking about here. It's the, the encouragement of, of, of care. It's how, we, it's how we lift one another up. It's having someone in your life you can turn to. It's being a part of a community of people where you can turn to someone and share what's happening in your life. Here's the test. When something goes south, who do you text? And having someone in my church and faith community that I can turn to and share a struggle and ask for prayer and lean into and having a community of people who can lean into me and who are willing to allow me to strengthen and support them. What a gift it is. I got a text yesterday from one of my my dearest friends. And it was just one of those breakdown texts, just something happening in their life out of the blue, unexpected, just the brokenness of the world caving in around them. And it was a privilege to kind of jump into that conversation, but let me tell you something. It was a privilege that he came to me. That there was a relationship there. And in this situation, it's not not a pastoral relationship. It's It's another pastor. That's a gift. And when you're a part of a community and you find that you've so built a relationship that somebody's willing to lean into your life at their most vulnerable moments, you've got something that's special. And that's why. Paul says, Dear brothers and sisters, I close my letters with these last words. Be joyful. Grow to maturity. Encourage each other. Live in harmony and peace. Then the God of love and peace will be with you. So that's what I mean by a dance party. So here's what I want to do. I want to finish a little bit different than we normally do. I want to finish by giving you a dance step. So one, two, three. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But that's actually how they, the, the cha-cha. One, two, three. But I couldn't do it, so we gave up. I want to, I want to finish by giving you something very practical, a step you can take to be a part of community. We're about a month away from groups starting in the fall. Most of our groups kind of follow a, a school year rhythm. So they start sometime in September and they'll take a break <coughs> Excuse me. sometime around summer. And they take breaks over holidays and things like that. But I want to give you two things, two steps you can take. One If you want to be a part of a group, here's what we're going to do. We're going to ask you, we're going to give you a way to just say, I'd like to be a part of a group. And here's what we're going to do. Our staff is going to help you find a group. It's like concierge service. We're just asking you like, hey, if you say, I think I'd like to explore groups. So here's what we're going to do. Our groups are not all formed yet for the fall. And so we're just asking you, let us know, I'd like to be a part of a group. And we're going to look through what you tell us about the groups you're looking for. And then we're going to send you some. We're going to say, hey, here's some options that you can look at. We're going to send those over the next uh, two, three weeks as we get ready for, for September. Here's the second thing. We need to, as a church community, start 10 new groups. And so maybe you're here and you'd like to lead or host a group. And so maybe the step for you is, you know, not just the three steps, but the hip, You know piece that goes with it right you're ready to host or lead a group those are two different things but we're going to give you a way to say hey i'm interested in hosting maybe you're a part of a group and man you just you love your group But you sense maybe God just wants me to lead and step out and help other people find some of the same benefits I have. Maybe you're new to Cape Cod Church. You've had some experience in this. You'd love to be a part of leading a group. We would love to hear from you. So there's a couple of ways you can do this. One, old school. Some of you are old school. You love, love, love old school. So if you're old school and you like using a pen and paper, you can use a connect card in the uh, chair in front of you and you can drop it in a box. If you're really, really old school and you like talking to people, like you make your deposits by going to the bank and seeing a teller in person, you can stop at the welcome desk. And we have two sign-up sheets. One, I'm interested in being part of a group. And two, uh, I'd like to host group. You can fill out whichever one might work. Now, if you're like modern hip, you're ready to go, and you've been sitting in these chairs for the last year or two, and you've been looking at that QR code in front of you. If you just, if you take your phone, you go to the QR code, it'll take you right to CapeCodChurch.com. And at CapeCodChurch.com, there's two links. You scroll down. There's one that says find a group, fill that out, we'll uh, we'll get the ball rolling with you. And the other is lead a group, and you can do the same thing. So we got old school and we've got new, modern school. We're not letting you get out of this because you say, I couldn't figure out what to do. We want to help you take that first step. Because here's what we believe. We believe groups, circles, are where some of the very, very best things happen at Cape Cod Church. So, what I'd like to do is I'd like to finish by praying for you. Praying for those who are jumping into groups, those who will lead groups, and those who are returning to groups because all of us lead busy lives and it feels like, man, where am I going to fit this in? But it becomes one of the most important things we do. So, would you pray with me? Father, I just want to begin by thanking you for the role a small group has played in my life how they've been there to support uh, Tammy and I through some deep valleys and have given us some of our dearest friends. And Father, I want to pray for everyone who is making the brave step of stepping into a group. Father, so many of us think, I don't need any new friends. I don't need anything new to do, but church is meant to be a community where we find joy together and we grow to maturity and we're able to care for one another. So for the person who's considering leading a group, Father, give them courage and wisdom to step into this new opportunity. For the person returning to a group and wondering what the new year will be like, Father, give them a vision for how you could use them as a part of that group. For the person who's never been a part of a group but is about to step out, meet in someone's home, try something new, build new relationships and grow to maturity. Father, bless them for it. We pray in Jesus' name, amen.